Welcome to the Mum Safe Movement podcast. I'm your host, Jen Dugard. I'm so excited that you're here and now part of this very important movement for change in the way mums are looked after in the fitness industry. In 2020, 4.35 million women used our gyms and fitness facilities in comparison to 3.5 million men. Further to this, in 2016, the ABS reported that 77% of women over the age of 15 in Australia would become mothers. This is 3.35 million mothers or 42.7% of a personal trainer's potential clientele. Yet our fitness certificates don't teach us enough and mums themselves receive very little, if any, education about how to move safely and effectively. I am here to change that. This podcast is an accumulation of over 16 years in the fitness industry, a decade working face-to-face with mums themselves and teaching thousands of trainers in my Safe Return to Exercise certification. And most recently, bringing mums and trainers together around the MumSafe brand. This podcast is the next step into raising our voices and bringing mums and the trainers that work with them into the arena to achieve our mission of safe and effective exercise for women at every stage of motherhood. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Mum Safe Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Dugard. Off the back of episode 16 with Molly Galbraith, I wanted to bring you some real life examples of women who have moved from the space of competition and feelings of not enoughness into the space of truly leaning in to collaboration over competition. This episode is a little different in that I have two guests joining me. First, you'll meet Sarah Maggie of Into, Into Life Personal Training in the Ponds area of Sydney, and then you'll meet Jodie Pierce of Body Empowerment with Jodie based in Perth, WA. Both Sarah and Jodie are MumSafe trainers, and they both share the mission to ensure all women have access to safe and effective exercise at every stage of motherhood. They're both incredibly open and brave about sharing stories of how they felt and did things back then to how they have now moved into a space where they happily and openly collaborate with other MumSafe trainers, with other exercise professionals, allied health professionals, and more. I really love these episodes where we speak to the awesome humans that are implementing the ideas, concepts, and philosophies that we talk about with other guests. These are the episodes that truly show you that doing things differently can work and will work for you when you choose to lean in. If you've ever had a feeling of scarcity, not enoughness, or felt you're in competition with others, you are absolutely going to resonate with and take a lot away from this episode. Let's dive in. Sarah, welcome to the Mum Safe Movement podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, good, good, good. It's not rainy here. I will show you my outdoors. It's bright sunshine, but. Well, that was us yesterday, so. Yeah, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Um, Let's get stuck straight in. This podcast is a little bit different in that we're doing a two-part podcast, talking to yourself to begin with. And then we've got the lovely Jodie, um, who's another one of our mum safe trainers coming in halfway through. So we're going to do a little handover. Um, so let's start with you the way that we start with everybody. Share with us a word um, to share how you're showing up. Also a win and also something you've been working on. Okay. So my word is rushed. Rushed. <laughs> like okay. Is- arranged everything in for a loop and I um, had to throw my classes onto Zoom and run around like a crazy person. (laughs) You know, just on that for a second, before COVID, nobody used to put their stuff on Zoom. We just fucking got wet outside. Like, that's what happened. Or cancelled my class. So either or. I never cancelled anything, ever. I no, I never, ever, I can put my hand on my heart and say I never, ever, ever cancelled a session when I was working, like when I was a PT, like literally never. As long as the babies were dry, we could get yeah. so wet. I used to have one of those, you know, those tents, like a little four by two oh, by two tent yeah. or a four by four tent, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the yeah. babies would go in that when it was wet, and that's if we didn't have an undercover area, and mum would just get wet, and that was it. Yeah. I think, try, you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, anyway. Well, we were going to do the undercover because it was the undercover area, but 
One of the girls showed up early, luckily, and all the PSA kids were there for sport, and they were all huddled under the under camera area. So. Oh, kick them out. The kids, like, yeah. kick them out. <laughs> okay, so you're feeling a bit rushed, So, but, but thank yeah. you for being here, no, despite that. No. Yeah. No, I did. Uh, when yesterday uh, we took the kids out of school and had a day at the beach, and I feel like that's a real big win <gasps> because today is crap weather and yesterday was 29 so just having some time out as a family and we've had some stuff going on so yeah yeah awesome um and working on right now a term four enrollment just confirming my clients for next term and being in that mode of um asking and then we'll roll into um getting new clients in the five spots so yeah yeah amazing Okay, so you're getting ready for term four. Sarah, tell us a little bit about where you're located in the world and what your business your business name and what you do. Yeah, so I'm based in Sydney in the Hills District in Kellyville and the Pond, um, which is about an hour outside the city. Um, and I run my own business called Interlife Personal Training. I've been running it for about over 13 years um, and started it I guess, because when I had kids, I wanted to have more flexibility and be able to um, make my own hours, really. Um, so mm. I think I started actually just before I had kids because um, I had, I was speaking um, with some other groups and they wanted me to start training them. I had been in a boutique gym and I was like, if you get me five moms, I will start a class. And that's kind of how it started. <laughs> I love it. Um, I love it. Yeah. We just need a so little tribe. Yeah. 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 And um, I still train one of them today, which is pretty cool. Um, and they saw me through my first pregnancy. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Sarah, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you onto the podcast today was in episode 16, we were talking to Molly Galbraith and one of the key messages or the key considerations in there is how it can be quite hard for um, women to collaborate with other women and we see you know quite a lot of trainers come into MumSafe and go oh it's really different in here so to kind of set the stage tell us a little bit about your experiences of other women and I know you've spent a lot of time both in the fitness industry but also in the sports space so what was your experience with with other women? I guess starting before I was a personal trainer with the sports-based side of things, you're always competing. And I think even comparing as well. And um, I used to start training in the gym when I was 16, 17, so that I would be better at it. And you're always comparing and trying to find your spot and I guess getting into the fitness industry in that. Um, I've always found that I don't know, I found my head stick really hard in the sense that I was comparing myself to other girls in the gym and their fitness levels. Mm. Um, and then that then turned into comparing myself with other girls, what they look like, not just fitness and what they can do for sport. So I think that foundation of not being secure in myself and not being secure in who I was and what I could offer, whether that was sport or in the world going into, you know, the, the workforce, and then going into personal training um, played a big role in trusting other people, um, especially starting your own business. Working on the gym floor was one thing when I worked in the gym. I guess go back a couple of years before I started my own business, and it's like, oh, I have to get that client before they do because we'd walk the gym floor and get mm-hmm. clients and things like that in the gym. And so I always felt like, well, maybe my program, maybe they're not going to like it as much. And then so you're always competing in that space. I was competing in sport competing against other girls for attention maybe and then going into personal training competing for clients and then you start your own business and then you're competing with every other personal trainer that's out there that was my mindset (laughs) (laughs) what do I have to offer you know that's different and Mm -hmm. yeah that's kind of where I found the basis or foundation of not having the confidence to like feel comfortable collaborating or even asking for help from other trainers. Yeah. Yeah. And you had a couple of shitty experiences with other trainers. Do you want to share those with us? 
Yeah, so I've, I had a few times where um, I have asked other trainers to help me out when I was away um, and found out later that then some of the clients that I was training then started training with those those with those trainers. And I don't think it was like mm. a specific, they poached my clients, but, you know, there was that opportunity and maybe they were providing a different service than I was. And then they went over to train with them. Um, but I got really shitty about it because I'm like, these are my clients. I've worked hard for them. They've, you know, they've trained with me, some of them for like four or five years. And now they're training with you. Why? You know? And I think it became even became like a realization that it was because I wasn't confident in what I was providing as a service. Um, and then mm. taking it really personally. And I think as I've grown as a trainer and in my own business, I've learned, you know, sometimes clients are going to outgrow what you provide or they're not going to get what they need out of what you provide anymore. And that's okay because I provide a niche market towards women and moms and women who don't necessarily want to thrash their bodies to the point of being sore for a whole week. my oh my god I like I feel so stupid like for backstory for anyone listening that has not followed me on Instagram (laughs) stories I um I've been training in my garage gym for a while because we moved and I finally got out and I was like I need to meet some more people I need to go somewhere. So I, I joined a CrossFit gym and I, I know, I know all the stuff you should and shouldn't do. And I've also done a, did a very similar thing after having Marley. And to be completely honest, I don't train a lot of flexion. Like I don't put sit-ups in my, my normal workout. Anyway, this workout on Monday had a lot of sit-ups and I have been struggling to stand up straight. It's now Friday for a week. And, you know, also that there was a new mum in that class and I was like, oh, my goodness. But, I I mean, like all of us in this pre and postnatal space, we when you choose to train in somebody else's environment, you put your blinkers on. It's not my environment. It's if someone asks me a question, I'll, I'll roll with it. But holy fuck, I have not had that level of soreness through my abdominal wall. Like my rectus was just literally fatter than it normally is. Like my stomach looked like it's like it was awful. It still is awful. Anyway, carry on. Don't Sarah doesn't train you like that, so you don't need to be scared, everybody. <laughs> so I offer different service, and if they don't want that, then they're gonna go somewhere else, which is fine. And I've come to the point where I'm like, and this was before I even joined the mom face space, that I mm. yeah realized it's okay. I know how I train, and that's the service I want to provide for certain clients, and. That's who I'm going to focus on and not take offense to someone who might go to another trainer because, you know, they, there's trainers everywhere. <laughs> I'm not being intimidated by that where, yeah, the other experiences did really, um, I guess, tarnish my view of working with other trainers. Yeah, it, it really is that scarcity versus um, abundance mindset, isn't it? Because, yeah. you know, regardless of, of the trainer's intention, if, if you're – knowledge in yourself is that your or your uh not knowledge not strength um belief belief that is the word your belief in yourself is one that you're good at what you do and that more people will come and that there are plenty of people out there that need your your work you can happily let go of people when they choose to leave um not to not say it doesn't feel shit when it feels like someone's come in to help you and then has backhanded and, and kind of pull people yeah. out and even not had a conversation. Like, I don't know if there was a conversation in that where they said, look, this is the situation. This is what's happened. Um, how do you feel about that? Because that, that adds another angle to it as well. Did they do that totally. or not really? Yeah. And I, no, they didn't. And I think that was the thing I found <laughs> out. I found out, I don't even think it was social media, but social media wasn't even big mm. back then, but um, it was, I found out. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. But then I felt like, well, I want to tell the client that I know so they don't they don't feel awkward. You know, like they yeah. were pushing with me as well, but they were going to him too. And so mm-hmm. I, I think I ended up saying to him, hey, it's all good. I just it would have appreciated if he had said something to me um, yeah. in the meantime. And, you know, we still work together. Um, we still worked together at that stage in the gym for a while and now he's like offering an awesome 
business, you know, kids to kids fitness, and I love what he's doing and love the. There's a collaboration for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, so, right? It's it's when we yeah. start to shift that mindset. It's what is the opportunity in this? Um, and I know there's plenty of Mum Safe team who work with other business coaches or work with other more technical coaches. Um, so if it comes down then, Sarah, to our shift in mindset really than what anybody else is doing, what started to shift for you? Well, I think being, one, being confident in what I provide as a service mm. and what my what I want to provide as a service. Um, even when clients come in for a trial with me, I can tell, you know, kind of halfway through the session if they're going to be, yeah, I'm sticking with you or not. It's not my yep. thing. And I remember this client in particular a couple of years ago. She was a new baby. And this was after I joined Mom's 18. So I had a lot more knowledge on the natal. And um, yeah, I could tell like she wasn't feeling pushed, pushed enough. And so I was like, yeah, cool. You know, you need to kind of take it back a bit. Her little one was only um, was probably three months old. So three months mm-hmm. postnatal. And had come from like uh, probably F45 or even a CrossFit background, like very much you know, high intensity. Let's get it done. Um, work, 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 work. Crash your bodies, maybe. Um, but no offense to anyone that loves doing that stuff. <laughs> but um, she. It's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do that in soccer. I just have a different outlet. <laughs> I'll put my body exactly. on the line. And there you go. Yeah, fun. <laughs> but yeah, I could tell like that wasn't, I wasn't what she needed, well, what she wanted um, because she wasn't really listening to the cues I gave her and things like that. And at the end of it, I was like, that's fine. You know, I don't need to, um, I guess, appeal to everybody and being confident in that then helped me to then go be okay with that. You know, and not have that scarcity mindset. Well, I need to like follow her up and keep hounding her because, you know, I want her to join my session, knowing that she's going to find where she is. And I wish that she had because I know that she needed those steps to be, you know, strong from the inside out, but um, being okay to let go as well. Yeah, it's hard to let go, isn't it? When you kind of feel like you can see the future or the potential future. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. letting go from a, a mindset and a, an abundance perspective is, is a huge step. Yeah. 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 And that, and I think being confident in who I was as a trainer, I'm a confident mm-hmm. person, but who I was as a trainer was a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then enter, enter into mum save. Tell us about your yeah. experience inside because you're in a unique position and we don't have, um, rules on how many people can be in a specific area and it's like all the trainers are in the western suburbs of Sydney <laughs> like there's so many of you guys out there or, or there's a lot of mum safe trainers in your area right yeah so we have um three well four of us quite close together so um mm-hmm. like Becky she's in North Kellyville which is like 10 minutes away from where I am Lisa's about 20 minutes away from where I am we all train in different areas, um, like location-wise. Um, and then uh, who's Jess? Jess, yeah. yeah, Jess is also, but she and she's literally a five-minute drive from my place. But she has a, a totally different niche market and what she provides for clients in a small group mm-hmm. setting and, and in the home and stuff. So, um, and I think at first I remember having I remember having a conversation in a I chat, and I was like. And I just said it because I'm like, I think he has suggested like, you know, when you go away, maybe you can get so-and-so to, and it was just an out there. It wasn't specifically for me, but, you know, they could cover your class and do that. I'm like, how do I know that person's going to get back to me and then not steal my clients? Like, I just said it out loud because it was my mentality. I just wanted to know like what the guidelines are and, and then soon came to realize how amazing the space of Monsafe is in church. In terms of, I guess, what you've created, Jen. But um, people share so much, not only just with that helping if, if you needed help with, you know, I've got an online class and sit to someone, you know, who's, who's available. He does a 930 online class that my clients to join mm-hmm. in on. 
and not any getting any kickbacks from it or anything like that, but just that sharing and helping out. Um, but even from the point of view of advertising and, hey, guys, can you look at this um, flyer I put together? And I mean, we're taking time to help out each other. You know, it's not just, um, I guess, it's not just, what am I trying to say? the PT side of it as well, like the one-on-one stuff. And it's also that abundance mentality. I think going to sound like, why would you share something you've worked like hours on, like, you know, a profile piece or a ebook. I remember um, Lawrence had put together that recipe, a recipe mm-hmm. book, and he was like, would have spent hours on that and then just shared it through Canva for everyone to use. And I'm just like, what? Who does that? <laughs> Three. <laughs> do that and I was like wow that's such an amazing attitude of giving and knowing that as you you know not to give to receive but that you know it's going to come back on you um and that you're going to be able to help someone and someone else is going to be able to help you and that's what I was really looking for in business because I never wanted to I've always been on my own for 13 years never really knew what to invest in and I guess as a small business I wanted to know that what I invested in, whether that's a course or business or coach, which I never ended up doing. It's not new because I was so scared of investing and not getting back or, you know, where this community that you've created is really not only financially investing, but investing time to help other people in the group as well. There's a bigger picture and um, there's a lot of value in that bigger picture as well. How does it feel like to be on the on the flip side from the you know can't handle collaboration you know it's more competition to now going or do you well one how does it feel and two do you ever still feel a little bit like oh I'm just not sure sometimes does that still come up for you uh okay so first question First question was, how does it feel to be more yeah. sitting in that open collaboration space? Let's go with that first. Yeah, really supported. Um, yep. And freeing because I never, I never feel if I'm sharing something that I'm going to be judged. I never feel when I am asking for help that people are going to be like, oh, well, what am I going to get for that? They're just so willing. People are just so willing within Monday to help out. Um, and encourage you in what you're going through. And so there is, I guess, that real feeling of being part of something and not being by myself anymore, mm-hmm. uh, which is exciting because then big picture, we're helping more women. We're helping more moms. It's not just my 30 that I can help. It's like hundreds um, because I'm helping this person. They're helping their, their 30, 40, 50 clients. And vice versa. So, yeah, sharing knowledge and health opened up my eyes to how much that can um, expand my business and also mm. expand what we're doing to help women. I think Molly said that really good, like making the table, opening up the table so that it's bigger, so more can sit at the table. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. and do you ever feel whether it's inside Mum Safe or in the outside world? Do you do you still ever get those feelings of like you know it like either hits you in the stomach or in the chest or that like oh if that's happening for that person then there's not room enough for me. Like I get it sometimes. I know what yeah. to do with it now, but I definitely get yeah. it. I think the comparing thing still happens. Like I'll like pass a class or whatever and go, how did they get? There's this there's this buggy class. It's not our monthly buggy class, but there's another yeah. um home class, and they it always scares me when it's raining because they come to my space. Where normally they're not in my space. <laughs> That's face, tricky. Yeah. So when it's raining, they come to the undercover, and they've got all these babies and prams, and I can't kind of go. So in the rain. Although now I know I should. <laughs> Um, Jen said, go and stand in the rain. You'll be right. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, but I see how many women they have with prams and, you know, and I go, oh, how did she, how did I get that many mm-hmm. women out, you know, with mm-hmm. babies? Because I have a mix. I have a mix of moms who have toddlers, moms who have newborns, and then also moms who've got kids in school. So there's a real mix. Um, yeah. But 
and yeah, so I guess in that sense, or I compare myself to another trainer, I see with, um, I don't know, more clients or necessarily more clients. But like I count, I count clients. But what do you do with that then? Do you feel like, do you, I don't know, like, do you feel shitty towards that person or does it inspire you or what do you, how do you feel and what do you do? Initially, I feel a bit upset, like, okay. And then I sit back and go, you know, they're offering something different because I can pitch in this one Mm -hmm. group and they're got a mix of men and women and that's not my that's not necessarily my niche market. I have a couple guys in my life yep. classes. And then then I sit on that and go, you know what? It doesn't matter because mm. I've got enough, you know, there's enough clients that I'm reaching and I'm reaching them the way I want to reach them and how I reach them. And I've had clients with me for 13, 14 years. I have other clients that have been with me for nine years. And most of them just continue on every term. Um, there's maybe yep. a few, like a handful that don't. but and I, I think back on that longevity just because I see, I still sounds a bit comparison wise, but I see what I've created and that community I've created. And I don't know if those those trainers have that community, but I know what I've created is something special. And I kind of look mm. back and go, that's all I need to know. And being confident in that. Yeah, so th- yeah, there's that element of sticking in your own lane, right? When you see yeah. something out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Was there is there anything else you'd like to share, Sarah? About um, you know, if somebody else is feeling threatened by working alongside other women, or um, yeah, just any last kind of yeah, support think, words? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is uh, don't be afraid of that collaboration and mm. being able to see what it could bring to your business not only your your business but to others and then the bigger picture of I guess I love to question with Molly about the legacy that you want to leave at her after. How like, good was that? So oh, good. Like simply goosebumps. But it's exactly that is that what what's the bigger picture and how are we going to achieve that bigger picture that women don't have to say, why didn't anybody tell me that? Or, you know, mm. women are gonna have that support from before birth, before having a baby, even before that, like having that support of teenagers to before having a baby, through birth, after birth, um, and that it's not going to be something that we look back and that's just going to be the norm, like what Molly said, that, mm. that's just always how it's been. Like, what are you talking about? Like the generations yeah. down the line. And having that bigger picture can help you not have that scarcity mentality and not be um, afraid to work with other people and to share I guess too like I give clients to the other girls or not clients but um inquiries to other girls in the area all the time yeah. that I can't help and I've never ever never ever done that before you know? <laughs> I can't help them but I know you can and I'd rather you you know then then go somewhere where they're not going to get the help that they need or yeah or not train at all so yeah Absolutely. And I think what what resonated for me when you were talking about, um, you know, the bigger mission is we can't do this on our own. Like there's mm-hmm. no not one of us that can, we can all lead in our own individual ways and we can create different businesses and different brands and different products and different services, but the world needs every single one of our voices in order to yeah. achieve even our individual mes- mission, you know, whether it's making sure all mums have access to safe and effective exercise or whatever it may be. I'm, I'm not, I can't possibly do that on my own, nor can you, nor can, you know, the trainer down the road. Um, so we have to come together. And I think the more that we do that, the better. Yeah. 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 And how many people are yeah. in the world around us that aren't exercising and aren't staying fit and active? Like there's, there's so many People, you know, it's neighbors, mm. everyone, you know, and, and so in that sense, there's so many people who need our services and that you don't need to Absolutely. have that mentality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Sarah, if somebody um, is either in the Hills District or they want to follow you because you're awesome, where do they go? Uh, Instagram handle is at in to the number two life PT and Facebook is into life personal training. 
And yeah, basically it's reach me. I'm in the ponds in Kellyville and I wear turquoise usually, so or jade, I think you call it in Australia. <laughs> We're the green. Yeah, people. you need more That's tops with like that bright Yeah, okay. Cool. So do you normally wear the green top when you're out? Yeah. That's what we need. We talked about that at the retreat, yeah. hey? Wear the green. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, wear the green. Yeah. I normally do wear I the green don't people. have on the front you know ah, I like it I like it hey Sarah thank you so much for sharing some time with me today we're gonna um, continue this conversation with the lovely Jody. and but Sarah have a beautiful afternoon I appreciate you, you spending some time and I really do you know um, you're a cheerleader inside mom safe and you're one of those people that no matter where you've come from and the things that you've shared, you jump in and you support people. You bring a beautiful energy to every single thing that we do as a team. Um, and I see you always supporting and lifting people up, people up. So thank you for everything that you, you give us. Thank you. Love being part of it. Good. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Have a beautiful day. Bye. And bye. Jody, we've Hello. just said goodbye to Sarah. It's like this is an interesting podcast because it's gone. We've gone from one person to another person. I've never done this before, um, but welcome to the Mum Safe Movement podcast. I'm excited that you're here to spend the second half of our hour with us. Thank you for having me. This is really exciting. <laughs> it is exciting. It is exciting. Um, let's kick off with your word. Your when you're working on. Let's go. Okay, I have an interesting word to share with you today because mm. I always have more than one feeling going on at a time. So my word today is frision or frision. I'm um, like, how the, because we use nervous sighted for nervous and excited, but I've got that, no idea yes. what you're saying. Yeah, that's basically what it means. It means But I'm I don't excited. know what this word <laughs> means. I'm so what, excited. I'm excited. What was the word though? Frision. It's like what a just, French word. Oh, it's so it's not, not putting the words together. No, no, no. It's ah. actually a word. I looked it up today because I had two feelings going on and then I saw people use nerve-sided and I was like, well, everybody will know what that means. I'm nervous and excited all at once. But frisson apparently is another way to explain it. In French, but well, not French. No, it's actually, oh, well, it's in the dictionary. So <laughs> all right. I Googled it. So there you go. That's my word. <laughs> We've learned something new today. <laughs> I love it. And a win. Oh, we, well, today I'm actually signing the contract for my sublease for my new premises of where Body Impact with Jodie will be from going forward. So that's that exciting. That is very, very cool. And mm. congratulations. Thank you. And something you're working on. Well, because I'm, you know, restarting again, or not restarting, but relaunching. As evolving. People. I'm evolving. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. probably a better way to put it. Um, I have been working on basically promoting, connecting, um, putting myself out there again, and then planning the going forward because I need um to fill a few spots in the next six weeks to make this yep. viable <laughs> so fantastic that's been what I've been working on amazing nice work I can't wait I'm always excited to, to watch people's evolution so it's watch this space yeah nice big Jody. I wanted to get your take today on women kind of women supporting other women we just had a great conversation with Sarah and I wanted to get more than one person's perspective on this because I think it's something that we all, I'm going to say, I don't know why suffer with is the right word, but we all have experience with. So one, well, before we get into that, tell mm. us where people can find you. Like tell us a little bit about your business, um, where you're based. And I know you're evolving, okay. so that leads nicely into that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm in Perth, Western Australia. Um, I've been body empowerment with Jodie for a couple of years now that evolved from Mama Bubs, which is how I started back in 2015. Um, and I basically empower women from the inside out, regardless of the stage of life, their fitness level or their ability, um, because I'm an exercise physiologist. Uh, so yes, I'm still a women's health and fitness coach. I still have a lot of passion for that space, but the exercise physiology just enables me to help women that little bit further with dealing with chronic conditions, um, specific women's health issues. Mm. There's still a gap in the exercise physiology space specifically in relation to women's health and specifically over here in WA. Mm. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, I love I that you're in that, sitting in that space. Very, mm. very cool. Um, tell us, Jody, about your experiences that have, you know, previous experiences that, that made it hard to want to collaborate specifically with other women. Yeah, well, I guess it comes back to, you know, from all that I've learned, that feeling of not enough. There's not mm. enough and I have to have it all because if I don't have enough, then I'm not going to survive. Um, so back when I first went out to the park, more so than anything, um, with my mums and bubs classes back a few years ago, um, I was very conscious of other trainers in the, in the park that I was at. And I was very conscious of those who weren't doing the right thing because usually they were women. They weren't and, doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah, they were doing the right thing. And I'm a very black and white, you do the right thing or else. But also women, um, other businesses come into my space. There's one particular lady who we're actually really good friends now, um, but she had this amazing setup that her husband had built for her. So it had all the, the equipment. Basically, it was on a trailer. So she just rolled it in. She oh, had my all goodness. The things. It was amazing. And when she rocked up, not very far from where I worked out with my girls, I just was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, seriously? So, <laughs> I kind of watched her for a bit and, you know, it was, you know, obviously as we do when we're not feeling great about ourselves, we kind of judging and going, oh, no, and trying to pick all the problems with her. Anyway, we were over at the coffee shop across the road one day and I'm getting my coffee and she walks up to me and she goes, oh, hi, I'm Marissa. And oh, she was so lovely. I felt so bad. <laughs> but now she doesn't actually have that business. Um, she's actually does other things in the space. Um, but and she's helped me a lot in the last few months particularly but yeah that was one particular episode where you know I was kind of like are you kidding me you're in my space and this is for me same time but no we, we actually as we always joke about now her her target market was different to mine so I don't know what my issue was <laughs> it's just I wasn't I was didn't well, want to yeah share <laughs> yeah I didn't want to share and exactly what you said at the beginning like that internal feeling of not enoughness and then that external feeling that well if they go to her they're not coming to me correct yeah yeah yep. so that that was one of the two back in back in the day I say because it feels a while ago now but I guess pre-COVID mm -hmm. there was another situation um when I first started out uh in the this postnatal space that I was in um while I was stalking you I was also stalking <laughs> I was also stalking another girl who was based here in WA. She started her business in 2012. It was called Mums and Bubs Fitness. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember for so long I would watch her business and I would then see her around. I see her at the pool with her kids and I kind of look at her and I'm like, oh, what are you doing and why have you got so many classes and why aren't my classes filling? And then it took me so long until one day at cricket, her husband ended up um, coaching my son in cricket. Mm -hmm. And one day she comes down and I'm watching her and I'm like, oh, do I go over? Oh, no, no, she keeps taking my business. Oh, no, no. <laughs> one day I walked up to her finally and I said, oh, hi, you know, I'm, I'm Jody from this. She said, oh, hi. Anyway, we, we caught up and she wanted to share something else with me. But we ended up becoming really good friends and doing stuff together. But for so long, I actually thought at one stage she'd taken the name of my program. Mm -hmm. And I was like, are you for real? But no, it was just how many ways can you name a program really mm -hmm. let's be honest now and no one had trademarked it so really we had you know there was nothing on it but uh the, the feelings of how dare you um once again she's not actually working in that space anymore she's actually down south she moved so yeah and one of her clients ended up coming over to me anyway it's been a lot well I've been with me for five years now so it's it, yeah it was really funny how I was just watching and and felt like what are you doing you're taking my business and I was, it's crazy because there was none of that going on. She was going one way, I was going another. Um, little did I know. So, yeah. Don't you love how the universe puts puts them in your space though? Like your husband yeah. is then coaching your son, and you <laughs> you then have this crossroads, right? You can either yep. be be the person that the other woman was and coming up to you and being really lovely, or be yep. the person that continues yep. to hold that like that barrier and that kind of bristly feeling towards that person, and you chose to to be the first person. Yeah, for once. <laughs> for once. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. And then I think it was about that time that I did um, become, you know, part of the Body Beyond Baby and we spoke a lot about that. But, yeah, it took mm. a while, you know, um, and it's taken me a while to realise there's a lot of value 
of of working together than rather than working against each other but that took a mm-hmm. while and um yeah for sure <laughs> what are some of the things that made you start I mean that was one first kind of step in that direction mm. I have to tell you this story actually so <laughs> when I launched my business so we were in Centennial Park yeah and we launched when I say we, I launched the business in the inner west in Birch Grove yeah. and I did a coffee shout out. So I went to a coffee shop and I, you know, one of the, my strategies for, for mums knowing who, where I was and what I was doing was buying them coffees and giving flyers out with the coffees when they got them from the coffee shop. Um, I didn't personally buy them. I gave money to the person, the barista. Anyway, there was a gym upstairs um, and I could see this guy at the window watching watching what I was doing and I was like walking around, giving out flyers, saying hi to people and then I went upstairs and I knocked on the door because I wanted to introduce myself and it was a ma- it was a man and it was a gym so I knew for me straight away it was there was never going to be any competition. Like if you want to train in a gym, don't come to me. If you want to yeah. train with a dude, don't come to me. Um and I, he wouldn't answer. He didn't answer the door. So I slid my card under the door and then I went back to my car because I was about to leave. <laughs> and the guy came down and he knocked on the window of my car. I opened the car and he threw my card into the car. What? And he was like, I don't want to be friends with you. You're the competition. And I was like, dude, wow. I could send you all of these women's husbands. Um I had to share that because it it's yeah. fascinating and, yeah. and we're having these great conversations today and you've been really open about um you know your feelings of like not enoughness and mm-hmm. and I think I at that point had stepped into more of a well either I'm running my own race and I'm not not really collaborating but I'm not looking at what somebody else is yeah. doing um but we will get hit with that time and time again yeah. um and and always being that person that then chooses to do something slightly differently even if it doesn't feel like that's what you want to do to Mm. begin with Mm. um can be a really good step in the right direction but Jodie what was your yeah what were the next kind of incremental steps that you took to move you became part of what was Body Beyond Baby affiliate now is Mum Safe um yeah talk to me well even even coming on board as part of an affiliate I still when I was doing some online stuff still felt that you know, can we share stuff? Can we can we mm. share information? And it has taken a long time. It did take me quite a few years to realize that um, that it was okay, and that we all rise up bigger and stronger when we share. But I have to admit, it's only because of the amazing women that I've been able to connect with through that, um, sh- being so generous. Because I'm, I'm, I've become a very guarded person, and I, and I don't, I don't know why. Let's we could go back and you know, work that all out, um, irrespective of the last few years. But you know, you could, you could work all that out. But I've always not been the one to come forward first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was the generosity of the smallest, you know, the small group we had then, and then as the group grew, how open people were to sharing stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're, they're, they're so okay with it. So oh, it must be okay, you know. So it has taken me a lot longer than probably a lot of people because I'm not naturally that way. I'm very guarded in, in that way. So only now am I happy to share um, because I feel, you know, I have got to a stage now and maybe a bit of maturity comes with it, but I've come to a stage now where, where there's so many women out there. It's a huge amount of women out there. Um, we're 51% of the population, for goodness sake. There's a lot of us out there and there's a lot of mums out there um, that, we they all need support each and every one of them in some way and they're going to be attracted to different types of people in different services that they need and we all provide something different to each and every one of them so yeah yeah it's interesting what you say about what I heard you say about um everyone else must feel differently so that you kind of you lent into what they were doing and I actually don't know that that's the case I just think that if you get enough groundswell of Mm. enough people doing it that the outside people come in so I remember in those initial early stages that's when I was thinking about you know everyone has their own territory in their area and and I did verbalize that to people and then I had to backtrack on that to go we're not doing that anymore because that's not the business I want to build and it's not the the energy that I want to bring to this And then just to start going, but we can all share and there's enough to go around. And actually from going through that process, what I know is there's this many 
thousands of mums, hundreds of thousands of mums in your specific area, you can't possibly look after all of them. But I do think that when people sometimes come in, they have that same feeling, but then they go, oh, well, there's all these other people sharing. And what they may not be aware of is that those people feel that too, but they're going, they're making that choice. So they're choosing a, an action instead of a reaction and they're leaning in. So you just got to get this ripple effect of people going, oh, we can do it different. Oh yeah, we can do it different. And then everyone comes in and goes, oh, they do it different in here. Little do they know that every single one of those people coming in had that same feeling to begin with. Probably. Yeah, probably. It's, it's interesting. Um, and I, and, and like we always, always in life, you are really influenced by the people that you're surrounded by surrounded mm-hmm. by so if you're surrounded by people who are giving and are generous and loving and caring i think that naturally makes you a more caring loving generous person because it's just what you're influenced by um so it's it's funny how that works but it's wonderful how it works i agree i agree i like mm-hmm. it what <laughs> would you say to someone who's getting those feelings of um i guess scarcity yeah, I think you just need to take a step back and, and try and understand why. Ask mm. yourself, why am I feeling this way right now? What is it? What's happened either in the past or what's happened now um, that's making me feel this way? And what's the worst case scenario going forward if, if that person was to come into my space or that, that person, that potential client goes somewhere else? You know, what's the worst case, what's the worst situation that could happen? Um, bit of reflection is always required Mm. I I feel Um, yeah yeah. I think that's good I think also Jodie because you're working so you're a personal trainer and you're an Mm -hmm. exercise physiologist Mm -hmm. sometimes as personal trainers we don't even know what EPs do so what Ah. what do you do it's like oh you just got a fancy title like yeah because we're going to talk about (laughs) collaboration across yeah fitness to EP to women's health but what what does an EP even do do that's a great question (laughs) Jen and I'm glad you've asked it because most of the world don't know what we do I've just worked in um that's really bad advertising isn't it no it's not because (laughs) we actually when we go into some places call ourselves exercise physios because people don't know what an exercise physiologist is um I have even more confusing about that But let me tell you what an exercise physiologist is because there is a difference between a PT, uh, an exercise physiologist, and a physio. There's, mm-hmm. there's three different. And people get those sometimes a little bit confused as what they need. Not so much between a PT and a, and a physio, but where does an exercise physiologist mm. fit, right? Yeah. So I guess the simplest way to explain what a, an exercise physiologist is is that we'll use exercise as a way of preventing and managing chronic diseases, um, injuries, and any disabilities. So there's a lot of gray area, right? Because as a PT, you can help with that. But the difference between an exercise physiologist and a personal trainer is, first of all, an exercise physiologist has to be tertiary qualified. They have to have university qualifications, whereas many PTs do have those, but you don't have to to Mm. be a personal trainer, right? The other difference is, is that, a PT will generally um, provide exercise and instruction to the healthy population. So people come to you not so much for a specific disease or a specific injury or a specific condition. They're more likely to come to you for losing weight, health and well-being, you know, gen- general well-being and health kind of mm-hmm. conditions. Once again, there's a lot of grey over because there's a lot of very skilled personal trainers out there. Um, I mean, even with the mum safe trainers, there's a lot of grey area because of, of the education that we receive um, and, and all of that behind it, um, which is what drew me to to working with you in the first place. It was the approach. It's very much an exercise physiology approach to training. Hmm. Um, Who knew? Then you, yeah, so that's probably the biggest <laughs> difference. Um, yeah. But like, so where is a PT, a mum might go to, for example, a, a new mum might go to a PT to get get fitness back right to feel stronger to get a fitness back the if they didn't come to someone who was qualified to work with mums mm. <laughs> literally they would just go back and do the fitness things whereas an exercise physiologist could do more of the rehabilitation stuff that a lot of the mum safe trainers are skilled to do um, the difference being we also can help with things like more specifically with PCOS so polycystic ovarian syndrome things to do with endometriosis, 
Um, we go into the areas of, say, uh, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, the cancers, and, we'll, and we help with other sorts of chronic conditions. Or then there's the women who need help getting back after hip surgery, you know, um, shoulder surgery, mm. ankles, a lot of broken ankles going around with the elder generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit of the difference. So there's not a lot of difference, but generally comes back to your qualifications. Um, and we do more chronic diseases and that kind of stuff okay. rather than just yep. healthy populations that are looking to feel better about themselves. Okay. Be stronger in that. Yeah. And how do you feel like, it does make sense. Mm. Um, How do you feel like the collaboration between the fitness industry to the exercise physiologist industry to allied health works? Because at the moment, often we go PT, women's health physio. Yep. Like where, where, where could we do it better, including an EP? in that yeah, scenario. Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, because we fall under the allied health. So that okay. also means... So I'm talking physio then, not... Yeah, Yeah. so your physios allied. are yeah. just... Uh, do you more of your acute stuff, so your more okay. acute injuries and stuff. That's generally... But a lot of physios are exercise physiologists first. They've trained huh. and they've upskilled. You'll find if you speak to a lot of... Especially the musculoskeletal ones, they're often got an EP background in their, okay. in their um, qualifications. Um, they just don't have time to do the exercise side. So once they've got past the acute phase and then move into more the functional exercise, Mm. they just don't have the time. Mm -hmm. That's when they say, okay, let's go to an EP. Now, in relation to your question, how can we do it better? I guess it comes back to how we can support a woman who really is struggling um, in a group situation potentially uh, with, you know, your abdominal separations, your pelvic floor dysfunctions or any other thing like that that we work with. They need a little bit more one-on-one time and you as a personal trainer don't have that space or don't feel that you can support them as best you can. Mm. We can do it. We can come in there in that interim phase and they can use um, a GP care plan, um, so Medicare funded, or their um, health fund, private health fund. They can get a little bit more support from a financial perspective as well as that more one-on-one short-term help mm. to get them to a stage that takes them back into the class and feeling strong. So it really depends. So I was thinking from my perspective now, there's a few trainers here in Perth that I know are qualified to work with mums. Um, and so I'm going to reach out to them and say, if there's anyone that needs a little bit more help in between and you haven't got the time or you don't feel you have the ability yet, or the, then let them know and I might be able to help them. Or if I, you want me to help come and speak about endometriosis and PCOS and how people can manage some of those things within their training, let me know. So it's just that next level of knowledge, that evidence-based, which you're mm. very much about yourself, is the evidence-based mm. knowledge and integrating that into how we work. Um, but a lot of trainers aren't. I don't come from it so much from that mm. perspective. Does what that would help? you say? Yeah, yeah, no, that's super helpful. And I guess if we're circling back to the conversation that, that we're having today yeah. around, um, you know, whether it's collaboration, you know, how collaboration can support your growth. If you've got a personal trainer in front of you that's now going, oh, but then if I send them to an EP, mm. like that's even more of a step than some some trainers don't want to send to physios because yeah. they think the physio is going to take, yeah. take take their clients, whereas we're not, we're working in collaboration. Um, how, how would you reassure a personal trainer that working with an EP is doing that as well? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it's that mutual respect, right? You have an agreement that is at the end of the day, it's the client's decision and what best supports them. Um, I always, I often have said to my clients, you know, I will either be here for a long time for you if that's what you choose, or I might be a stepping stone from where you are now to what you want to do. Like, do mm. you want to go do your your classes out in the park? Great. Well, I don't, I don't do that, so that's fantastic. Do you want to go back to your CrossFit? Great. Let's just make sure you ha- you have the the physical capability and the knowledge of your body to be able to do that. Um, so I think it's that mutual respect between everybody um, and that you connect with people and collaborate with people who you feel are going to give that to you until you know for sure. You know, that, that mm. no like and trust business, you know. You, you get a sense. you got to trust your gut with people sometimes. Trust your gut. And also I think um, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt until yeah, they prove too. otherwise. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because sometimes you just don't quite know. Um, no, you don't. Yeah. But you there's don't. also, I think there's also the opportunity in that space to go. Somebody might not have felt, it's it's like how do we 
brainwash them to know that there's another way as well because you could have someone who does have that scarcity mindset and it's like oh really like what but but this is how I feel like we could work together and yeah and it's a a win-win for everybody and hey there is another way there is and I think also I mean I often have women come to me sometimes and I'll help them but then they do want to go out and do something so I want to know the trainers out there that I can trust Mm. will allow women to manage their workouts I have one client she goes out now and does boot camps but she knows how to manage her workouts so she doesn't hurt herself Mm. Um, and I think it's just saying well I have a client that I want to refer now to a trainer out who's out doing something different and it's the same way have you got someone who needs a little bit of help right now maybe with some rehab or they've injured themselves or there's a condition they've got cancer or something they need something in between Mm -hmm. then we can get them back to where they were at um, so it's a two-way, it's a two-way, isn't it? You know, it's just like is. with our physios, it's a two-way. We refer to them, they refer to us, but you have to build that, that, that trust and trust. that relationship. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. How does it feel, Jody, sitting in the space? Cause you could talk to you now and not even think you had any of these thoughts and feelings that you had back <laughs> in the day. Like, how does it feel different for you operating in from this space than it did from that space? Um, God, that's a good question. I think I feel excited by new connections now. Um, I feel it gives me the opportunity to help more people, which is where I'm at. Is that I there is so much going on out there, and I'm just like, what the? Um, and so if I can work with more people and help more people with their businesses, then I feel like I've I've done something good for more people. I can only reach so many people and I'm not for everyone. Mm. Um, and I don't have all the skills and all the knowledge and everything. So, yeah, it's lighter. The pressure now comes from within me. That's where I feel the pressure now. <laughs> it's like, it's on you Which girl. is a whole other conversation. Which right? is a whole other conversation. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> nice. What would you say, Jodie, to someone that is still sitting in that kind of like, oh, you know, scarcity mindset, doesn't really want to collaborate, feels like everyone's the competition? What would you say to them? Well, first have a reflection on the why Mm. and then just give it a go. Reach out to people that you see do collaborate with others and talk to them. Find out from their experience. Um, Collaborate with them. Feel the trust that you can collaborate and not lose, Mm. you know. Um, I think it's just taking those first steps. Like anything, if you're going to make a change, you have to take some first steps and they're going to be scary and hard and yucky and they're not going to feel comfortable. But they'll be worth it. Mm. Be worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Jody, where can people find you if they want to get in contact? <laughs> well, I do have um, my website, so bodyempowermentwithjody.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, at body, uh, Facebook is Body Empowerment with Jody, and Instagram is Body Empowerment underscore with Jody. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn under Jody Pierce. So if people are on LinkedIn, hit me up there. Uh, and I will be in Osborne Park in Perth, WA in the next couple of weeks opening there. So that's where I'll be, you know, hanging out um, with a great lot of other exercise physiologists who also work in that space. Beautiful. I love it. Fantastic. Jodie, I wanted to say a huge thank you for taking time out of your day to spend with us. Um, You have been part of this journey from the literal get-go. So like the what body beyond when body beyond baby started to mum safe being what it is today and it's it's been absolutely fantastic to watch your journey through the ups Mm -hmm. not fantastic to watch the downs of course but to 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 be there and to observe the ups and downs and I I love how you consistently um share with others and also back yourself even through the times where you feel like it's Mm. really really hard yeah Yeah. this next six weeks is gonna be some severe backing going on (laughs) you've 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 laid the foundations for that backing I know that from what you know the last few years and and all the like you you can absolutely kick this kick it kick its bum kick its ass whatever you want to say whatever you call it (laughs) thank you for the opportunity to be here today it's been so much fun awesome I'll talk to you soon Bye. thank you so much for being with us today As always, it's been an absolute pleasure to have one more conversation that takes us closer to our goal of safe and effective exercise for all women at every stage of motherhood. 
If you've enjoyed what you've heard, make sure you hit follow wherever you listen to your podcasts, rate and review so more people can join us next time. And if you particularly loved this episode, please do share it on your socials and make sure to tag me. For further information about anything we've talked about, head to gendugard.com. And if you want to connect with me in person, head over to my Instagram at gendugard. And if you want to join the mission and become a MumSafe trainer, make sure you join the waitlist for the next time doors open to welcome new MumSafe trainers into our tribe. Thank you for your voice in this space. Have a beautiful day.